Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Thursday. Congratulations on making it to the latter half of the week. It's a great day. Happy Thursday, everyone. Yippee. Hey, hey, who's that? Who's that girl? La da 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 da. Hey, Jax. Hey, turdy swirted lurdy. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much, my swirly girly twirly. How swirly are you feeling today? A little swirly. A little swirly. Did you have a nice evening? I did. You know what? I wanted to tell you. So Taylor Strecker's birthday was last night and her wife threw her like a really queen-like birthday event. And I think like you should adopt it for your next birthday. It was so you. Tell me about it. So maybe not all parts of it. So we got there because you're not, I don't think you're like the first part, but we got there and we did like cocktail hour. They have like a really great apartment, like nice fireplace. It was not big. It was like really close friends and family. Um, and she had her favorite magician come and like do live not magician, like mentalist, um, do like cool tricks on everyone. And everyone was like gagged, like screaming while the, in the kitchen, two chefs prepared this beautiful meal. Um, so maybe not, I know, I know you're not like into like mentalist magician things, but like it was a good, like, I don't know, it was fun, like kept cocktail hour fresh. Mentalist greater than magician, I will yeah. say. But no, I don't like things. I know, but I do think you would have been impressed with this guy. I had met him once before he was at Brian's baby shower. His name is Phil. And he'll have, you know, he'll take two people in the room who like do not know each other. He'll ask one of them, um, Think of the name of like a friend's pet, like something so random, something nobody in the in the room would know. And at, through asking various questions, he would figure out the name of the pet. And then also at the same time, so it was Taylor's brother who thought of like his childhood friend's pet. And then he asked Bo, Stassi's husband, these two people do not know each other, like personally. And he was like, look up any celebrity on Wikipedia, like yada, yada. And he gave him like a certain criteria based on some of the things he had read from Taylor's brother, whatever. The dog's name was Calvin. Bo had selected Calvin Klein. Whoa. Yeah, it was like really kind of spooky. It wasn't even Whoa. so much magic. It was like, it was no, cool. Yeah, no, mentalism is cool. And mentalism is cool. And then we just sat down for dinner. They had like this really beautiful long table set up in their apartment with like candelabras and flowers and there were candles all over the apartment. And we got served this like hella fancy meal, caviar, seafood towers. Hella fancy. Tomahawk steaks. And Taylor went out of her way to get kosher meat delivered from Park East for me, Ben and Margo, which was so nice because like all of our friends know we're kosher and like whenever we do meals, there's always like a substitute, you know, like a vegetarian or a fish, which is great. But to get to eat the same stuff as everyone else... 
oh my god it was it was overwhelming and they had like a bartender it was like really everyone got dressed up it was like really elevated and I was thinking I'm like this is what Jackie needs to do for her next birthday okay so I will do that for my 31st yeah You'll come on down 100% I can have everyone stay with me yeah, you could have like, you know, a jazz trio in your foyer or something, jazz you know? jazz trio. That's what I need. A jazz and since, trio. You know, you have a house because eat it outside. Like, yeah. It was really, it was like a gorgeous event. It's really gorgeous. I'll start making arrangements. Thanks for the idea. Yeah. And like the long tablescape filled with like, and she like had said something. She made like a little speech. She was like so happy, like people from all different walks of her life being together. It was like really nice. It kind of felt like a rehearsal dinner. Nice. Yeah, just an idea. Throwing it out there, 31st. Appreciate it. What are you going to do for your birthday, Turdy? Oh, you know me. I I have this very complicated push Why and pull. Why don't you do that for your birthday? Yeah, actually, maybe. You have a nice terrace in your building. You yeah, I wonder on. if they'd let me. I wonder if they'd let me. If you ask in advance enough, which like now is in advance. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't start. I, like my birthday is one of the, the worst and best days of the year, you know? That's so turdy. No, I think a lot of people relate to that. I don't think that's a turdy exclusive. Okay. Wow, the judgment in the no. pause. I was just going to say something else. I was just going to take me on a tangent and like, okay, period. I'm not going to conf- I'm not going to conflict with you, turdy. I'm not going to do it. You're not? <laughs> but you love to. Um, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm gonna, you know, sometimes like you don't have to say everything. That's something I definitely have learned as I've gotten older and I'm still working on it for sure. But whether it comes to like a conversation with human beings or something on the internet or just like something I want to post, you don't, you don't have to say everything. Yeah. So that's how I feel right now. Like, you know what, Turdy? Walk in your truth. Oh, that's like you calling me delusional, but okay. No, no, that's me having watched the rest of the Kelsey Ballerini interview. And towards the end, there was a lot of that. I have to remain true to my journey like her career it's like girl you're a success like just say that you know yeah totally totally <laughs> and she's walking in her truth and I'm walking um, in Turdy's truth today okay walking in walking in Turdy's truth, truth. Da, 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 da. that's such a good song yeah so let's see what Turdy's truth brings us today well Turdy's truth yesterday brought her a flight to Vegas I wanted to update everyone I got an aisle seat um it's all the way in the back. I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled. But I got to see it. So I'll just, I got to take like a Klonopin or something. I got to go get a prescription for something strong. You have a Xanax laying around, a little, I don't a little think I rogue do have a Z- Xanax, one of Theo's perhaps? I don't have a rogue Xanax lying around. I, you I need wouldn't to, uh, know what to do on a Klonopin, Turdy. You've talked such no, a I big wouldn't. game. I wouldn't. But you're so paranoid. You think yeah. Turdy's going to be in the back row alone on a flight taking a narcotic for the first time. Yeah, no, I'm it's not, not going to take a clonopin. No, you're right. You call me out hard and I agree. Like, I, I, that's not that's not even remotely true. She'll like, be taking a half of a half of Theo Xanax. No, I'll literally be taking like a half of a half of Benadryl and being like, it's not working. <laughs> um, but I am excited to fly Delta. This is the first time I'm flying Delta since my special is available on the uh, in-flight entertainment. So um. that I'm really excited to see. I wish I was seeing it from, you know, a Delta comfort seat or a first class seat, but it's okay. I'm excited. Yeah, if the special's any good, you'll forget where you are. You'll be transported. I could watch it over and over. And next thing I know, I'm in Las Vegas. Right. And I didn't even notice that I'm smushed. Viva Las Vegas. 
Viva Las Vegas! Viva, viva Las Vegas! I love Vegas so much. It's just like so sexy. I told you a number of times like I wanted it's to so come. It's so what? It's sad because I told you a number of times oh. I wanted to come on your trip with you. Yeah. And you just like, were like, yeah, cool. Sure. I was like, I said, yeah, come. You didn't like, like send I know me you the won't. deeds. You didn't send me anything. Like I could have been there. Like, I would have loved to be there. Like you weren't actually going to come. Ask a follow-up question. Uh, when are you flying? Saturday. Why not Friday? It's not like a really long story. I'm not going <laughs> to bore everyone. On That's the what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like I just felt uninvited, honestly. Oh my God. Victim mentality. Okay, Morgan Evans. Uninvited. Like, oh, we're going to talk about Morgan Evans today because the wheels of this story just keep on turning. Now don't yes, they, turdy? They do. So... We also, we have a great show because there is some news, a little extension from yesterday, the Kelsey stuff. But then also to pick up where we left off yesterday, uh, we didn't have time yesterday for Dear Toasters and I had three really good submissions picked out. Um, So we're doing it today so we can really dive in, help the girls. The girls need help. Yeah. And I'm excited. I fucking love Dear Toasters. Yeah, I'm excited too. And we have some really good stories that I think are going to spark interesting dialogue. So without further ado, do 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 here are sure. the fast five stories that are going to spark interesting dialogue that you need to know. Am I ready for these stories? Sure. These stories are brought to you by Modern Fertility. For a lot of us, the start of the new year feels like the right time to schedule doctor's appointments and check in with where you're at health-wise. But what about your reproductive health? If you've always been a, plan of fan, of, a fan of planning ahead like us, figuring out... Um, your plan for kids is super important. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve, which is basically how many more or fewer eggs you have um, than the average woman your age. And you'll get other important health factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, sometimes more, but modern fertility tests are the same general set of hormones for only $179. Plus, if you go to modernfertility.com toast, you can get $20 off your test. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA or your HSA. So if you want kids today, tomorrow, or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. And again, right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast that means that your test will cost $159 which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast that's modernfertility.com slash toast today's episode is also sponsored by kitsch 2023 is the year of good feel good do good and be good to yourself Kitsch makes feeling good simple with luxurious game-changing essentials that beauty enthusiasts swear by because hair care is the new skin care. So whatever your budget, whatever your skin type, and whatever your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices. Started in 2010 by selling hair ties door-to-door, just a hustle and a dream, Kitsch is a self-funded, female-founded, and now carried in over 20,000 retail locations brand. Their bestsellers include satin pillowcases, satin caps, and eye masks. So the satin is vegan and cruelty-free. They are so good for your hair and your skin while you sleep. If you wake up at the rat's nest and you're like, I wonder why, I switched to a satin pillowcase for my smelly pillow. It's from Kitsch and it has changed. I actually did not even go over my hair with a curling iron this morning because I usually, like before my satin pillowcase, I had to do a fresh 
new curling iron blowout look every morning for the toast. Not today. Thanks, satin pillowcase, because I really didn't have the energy. They also offer um, heatless satin curling rollers. So I bought these before Kitsch was a sponsor because I was influenced on TikTok. You don't want, if you don't want to keep damaging your hair with heat, um, use the heatless satin curling rollers. They're a fraction of the cost of like a curler. Uh, they're $18 and they really, really work. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash toast. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash toast. Again, that's mykitch.com slash toast for 30% off your order. Start taking care of your hair and Kitch is a brand you can trust. Like as simple as that, wench. As simple as that. As simple as that, wench. Thank you so much, Trudy. I just wanted to pull something up because it's germane to the first story, which is about the big story of the week. More news coming out. Page six reported yesterday that Kelsey Ballerini allegedly cheated on Morgan Evans with Drew Taggart from the Chainsmokers. While Kelsey Ballerini and Morgan Evans' divorce has resulted in a he said, she said situation, page six can exclusively reveal what allegedly happened before the former couple's marriage fell apart. An insider claims to page six that the country pop songstress cheated on her now ex-husband with the Chainsmokers member Drew Taggart in August 2019 at Lollapalooza after having collaborated on their hit 2018 track, This Feeling. But page six says that Kelsey didn't come clean about it to Morgan until 2021. We're told the alleged why, like that fuck that makes no fucking sense. We're told the alleged affair combined with other issues led to Kelsey calling it quits with Morgan last summer and quote blindsiding him with her decision. Nobody's reps have returned comment. Okay, I have many thoughts. Mm -hmm. The first is I don't believe this for a multitude of reasons. One, the timing is so suspicious. Like, and I feel like Morgan. I don't know if he necessarily planted this, but like, oh, it comes out right after Call Her Daddy. Like, okay. Two, that other part about it happening in 2018 and her not coming clean till 2021. Let's say for real, she had like an affair or just cheated one time and they got divorced in 2021 or like the marriage. No, sorry. They got divorced in 2022 in August. So like six months prior, like why would you come clean at that point? Like the marriage is already, it's clearly ending. So like, what's the point? Maybe to like show that, how checked like he didn't even know I don't know I have so many thoughts I don't know what I believe I really don't but I I feel like I I've been having a few internal arguments with myself first of course when this dropped your initial inclination is like Morgan's team dropped it yeah but I don't know if I believe that because I don't know if Morgan's team would go to page six like he's from Australia page six is a very national if not local publication like I feel like he would have gone to TMZ or the Daily Mail just something like I, I, I feel like people in Nashville don't really put much stock in page six like it's really like a New York socialite like yeah like I I just don't think that's where he would go so I'm like uh, I don't know if it was him also there was a Dumois blind a while ago about this rumor that now Dumois has revealed is the truth I I'm inclined to believe that it's not true because that would make Kelsey like an actual psychopath yeah doing an interview about the truth of their marriage, not sparing one detail when she missed a whole part of the story. And I don't think she's a psychopath. I do not. Agreed. I think the Dumois thing, it makes me less inclined to believe it, honestly. I kind of agree with that. And also, I feel like there's a chance that, and someone wrote this in the Toast After Dark, that she had said that they went on breaks, that they separated. Yeah, And there's a chance that during one of their separations, who knows what the rules were, that she hooked up with Drew, but that she wasn't cheating on Morgan. Like, maybe Morgan hooked up with someone, and, like, they were separated, and 
they it wasn't an affair because the rules were established. That's an amazing call. Like everything you just said, like I wish those were my thoughts when I first started speaking. Like your everything you said is 100% right. And again, like you're you're right. If let's say this was true, she had this like long-standing affair and then she was out here doing interviews and writing EPs, like it's such a crazy thing. And let me tell you something not to brag. Like I know Kelsey Ballerini, I've actually known her for years. We're good friends. She ain't fucking crazy, you know? No, that would be truly psychotic psychotic especially because she doesn't owe us the truth of her marriage but like right. she sat down and told us the truth of her marriage down to like you know the night she slept on the couch like if an affair was part of the dissolution of the marriage that would be something to mention and by the way you know when morgan evans was out here writing that song that started this whole thing I feel like if there was this big affair and he had known about it there would have been some sort of allusion to that like some reference something yeah but I think that perhaps if it if sometimes where there's smoke there's fire so like maybe the a part of this is true but it, everybody is speaking is the truth it is true that Kelsey say for example I don't know I don't know what I believe yet it is true that Kelsey and Drew hooked up it is true that she did not cheat on Morgan it is true that this affair had literally nothing to do with the end of their marriage because it was in a time of separation where they would have been separated anyway what everyone chooses yeah. to do with that time is what they choose to do with that time it, but I would say if all of that is true it would have been worth mentioning on the show during our times of separation, I actually connected with other people, which showed me what I could be having with someone else. Yeah, or none of it's true. Or none of it's true. It's like such an obvious, like, thing. You know, like, they had a song together. You know what I mean? Like, okay, they had a song together. Uh, you could do a song with someone and never even meet them, like, for real. So that doesn't mean you're spending late nights. For sure. They, got, they did get a little specific. Lollapalooza, August. They're giving us time and place. They yeah, okay, they performed, they performed it together. Like, I don't, it's an uninspired, it's an uninspired rumor. I stand with Kelsey. Hashtag I stand with Kelsey. So you don't believe this? No, no, I really don't. I'm, I'm inclined not to believe it on its face either. And I don't even think that's just my bias. I think it's like really, I don't believe it. And again, honestly, the second that was like Dumois blind item reveal, I'm like, oh, okay. It's yeah, like real. it could have been the same person who sent this to Dumois who told it to page six and that person could right. be a liar. Right, and that person could have like ulterior motives. Yeah, or thinks they know something that they don't know. Right, so I'm, 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 not, I'm not living for this. I'm not believing it. And I do not think Kelsey is psychotic enough to do that. No, that's like diabolical behavior. <laughs> And I don't think, I know that that's not what we witnessed, honestly. No, I agree. Like, she was really, like, emotional during the interview. There was, like, tears. She laughed, highs, lows. Like, that was a real human being, like, going through. That was not, like, a, something a serial killer would do. <laughs> I totally agree. It's, like, I just, I'm not, I'm not believing it. Okay. So that's where we'll stand on this. Yeah. I wonder if anybody will speak on speak it. Speak out. Like, I wonder if Drew's like, the fuck? You know, I feel like Drew's like always getting dragged into like these random PR things. He's just like kind of like an obvious choice. Yeah. Like the Selena stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he kind of likes it. Especially, I think the chain smokers are about to have like a major comeback. They did take some time off. So I think any press for a chain smoker right now is good press. Especially this is harmless, you know, for him. It's like, yeah, party boy. Yeah. With a married girl. Like, it's not damaging because mm -hmm. it's very much a part of their brand. So I don't think he's mad, but it's just like, for me, it's like, I don't know why I was like, obviously Drew. Like, I just feel like he, that's his shtick. Yeah, I agree. And, but honestly, there's no one who could like come out and deny it that I, that would even like change how 
murky I feel about it unless Morgan said it's not true. Right, right. You know? Yeah, but Morgan is like very slowly becoming the villain in the story because Kelsey's album is so popular and that interview was just really, it was, I think people felt a lot of empathy for her. Okay. So she's she's coming out the hero. Yes, and I just want to read this um, hot take from Toast After Dark, uh, okay. our Patreon Facebook group, because someone made a really interesting point that made me see the whole thing like a little differently and it's just worth mentioning. She This is from Alexandra. She said, this is a hot take. It's funny because I don't really have a side. I agree with Claudia and Jackie that in divorce, in divorce, both sides are each of both sides are to each other equally the villain. But I definitely was leaning more towards Kelsey. The more I think about it, though, if the roles were reversed in this situation, I think people would be responding totally different. Like if Kelsey was the less successful one, wrote a song about the breakup of the relationship, and then Morgan, the big star, in turn wrote an EP, made a music video, and then did a deep dive interview on the private details of their relationship, no one would be celebrating Morgan like they are Kelsey. That is fair. But oh, you know, they, and they would be praising Kelsey for getting half the house. Yes, no, you're a hundred percent right. But that's why, and I feel like I've kind of been very clear about this from the beginning. Like, I, I'm not a feminist. Like, yeah, it's different because she's a woman, and you know what? We are different from men. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Like I, yeah, you're right. It would be different, but I'm not an equal opportunist. Right. So I'm okay with this. But how are the equal opportunists, feminists feeling. wearing this how with are they themselves? Feeling? Like, why are they upset that he got half the house? Like if, a, if it was the woman, like, and she got half the house, not even half of his big lucrative career, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. If it was opposite, I would have been like, yeah, Kelsey deserves more. But it's not opposite. And women are different. And we are not the same. And it is different. Like, ew, you're going to take money from a woman? Like, yikes. Like, we're different. You know what? And I'm okay with that. Like, let's stop pretending. Okay. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. No, it's a it. conversation definitely worth having. Mm -hmm. But I also don't find Morgan to be a villain in this situation at all. Me neither, but for people who don't know this, know him prior and like this is their first introduction, I think for a lot of people, they're just not taking his side. Yeah, I'm not taking a side. Like, I don't think there's a side to be taken. Like, really nothing crazy happened. Yeah, that's really true. Really nothing crazy happened, everyone. They just grew apart. They didn't have enough to keep them wanting to fight for this relationship. And at the end of the day... She didn't know if she wanted kids anymore. Like that right. could happen in any relationship where two people get married, they want a family and then seven years go by. And like, if the woman is like, I don't know, that changes a relationship. Of course. Done, period. No, like doesn't even matter about the CMAs and the couch at that point. No, you're right. Like it's not really about sides. It's just not about hearing not, everyone out. Not for me. It's honestly yeah. just about the human experience for me. And about mm. the nature of relationships, but then mm. also sprinkled with a little bit how success and Hollywood and fame could impact those things. Yes, for sure. That's To me, it's just all about the human experiment called life. Jackie, that's beautiful. Thank you, Turdy-licious. You're welcome. Next up. little me Actually, we have two Mean Girls drama stories today. Like the movie or like Girls Being Mean? Both. Oh, is this Kylie Selena? Kylie, Selena, Haley, they're all in it. Kylie Jenner denies silly rumor that she and Haley Bieber dis dissed Selena's eyebrows. Kylie Jenner is setting the record straight on speculation that she and Haley shaded Selena's eyebrows. 
The star Kylie called the rumor silly in a TikTok comment on Wednesday. She said, this is reaching no shade towards Selena ever. And I didn't see her eyebrows post. You guys are making something out of nothing. So Kylie posted a series of Instagram stories yesterday, like close up of her eyes and eyebrows. One picture is like a little funky. She goes, this was an accident. Then we get Haley's eyes and eyebrows. And then it turns out that actually Selena had posted something um, of her really overly laminated eyebrows saying like, oops, I overly laminated my eyebrows. So people thought like Kylie and Haley's videos after that were like mocking like Selena's new crazy eyebrows. But I didn't even think Selena's eyebrows looked that bad. The the way these three TikToks had absolutely nothing to do with each other, not Kylie's to Haley's, not Kylie's to Selena's. Um, and honestly, here's what I've learned because this is like the second time this week we're even talking about this because... A few days ago, people thought one of Haley's TikToks was a reference to Selena's uh, getting body shamed. And then totally separately, Haley had used a TikTok sound that's like, I'm not saying she deserved it, but God's timing is always right. Which is just like a funny, cute sound that's gone viral. There's like over a million uses of that sound. Had nothing to do with Selena. Selena's fans thought it was like, you know, Haley commenting on, you know, Selena deserved to get body shamed. And then Selena commented like, oh, it's okay. I don't let stuff get me down. Like kind of agreeing v- that. Morgan Evans victim mentality and now I think because Selena commented that on that old that thing last week her fans are looking for more stuff to see like people coming for Selena so in a way like I do feel like Selena definitely fed the the fan flamed fan the flames of her fandom last week and now that's why they're coming for Kylie and, and Haley again and no one was coming for anyone not one of these things is actually like a legitimate reference to anything Selena has done and honestly this is just like the toxicity of fan bases getting out of control again yeah also like Kylie's been posting a lot of stuff of close-ups of her eyes I think she's coming out with a mascara so I think they're doing a Kylie Cosmetics like relaunch I think that all the photos were meant to highlight eyelashes not eyebrows and she's in front of her pink screen I think she's doing like a video with Haley I don't even know not, I can't even try and understand what they're trying to do. But, like, she runs a makeup company. I wonder if Kylie and Selena... Like, obviously, Kylie's friends with Haley, so she's team Haley. But, like, Kylie and Selena have their own little beef about, like, who's the number one beauty guru in this group. So, I actually, not until five seconds ago, uh, thought about that, too. Like, that they both have these competing, really successful, like, billion-dollar makeup brands. I actually don't think they compete in the sense that, like, they're actually really different. Turdy. They compete. If an alien no, came down to earth, they would say these two things are the same. I know, but the way we didn't even think about the com- competition of their brands until right now, I feel like really highlights how different they well, are. I feel like all the time when we talk about how Kylie Cosmetics is out and Rare Beauty is in, like mm. we always talk about that. But let me just say, in terms of like actual competition, Rare Beauty is a Sephora exclusive brand. Kylie Cosmetics does not even sell at Sephora. They sell like everywhere else, direct-to-consumer, Ulta. Um, it's also, I think like a little bit of a lower price point and like aesthetically like rare beauty is very like glowy dewy natural clean girl and Kyla cosmetics is very like colorful color pop almost like more out there than like that subdued honestly it's more dated in a sense like that's what makeup used to be like crazy color palettes and and now everything is like neutral and sad beige and that's very rare beauty. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like if I want to do my face full of makeup, I can get 
the products from Rare Beauty or Kylie Cosmetics and I'll pretty much look the same. It's just about yeah. how they package themselves. Like Kylie's very much like glam makeup, Instagram makeup. Rare Beauty's like, you're beautiful the way that you are, but here's a little makeup. <laughs> yeah, what I say, if you could do a full face of Rare Beauty or a full face of Kylie Cosmetics, what would you do? I think Kylie because I like a little more coverage. Okay, I like 100% would choose Rare Beauty, which is like so crazy to think about. Journey, like, we Kylie, should do a vlog. You doing a full face. No, but Ky that's the thing. Kylie doesn't even have foundations. She doesn't have like a full. Yes, she does. Foundation? I'm pretty no, sure she, she does. She has concealer. I mean, now her website's down, of course. Oh, wait, no, it's back she, up. It's back up. She has concealer, but she does not have foundation. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, face. Blush, bronzer, highlight, setting powder. Mm. It's not wait, like a full. Like, where's concealer? You know? And I know they're in this like rebuilding phase, so it's maybe not fair to compare, but like I definitely think Kylie Cosmetics definitely dropped the ball in a major way. They were like, you know, really on the cusp, the cutting edge of everything, and then they just kept doing the same thing and like didn't evolve with trends. Like that cut crease green eyeshadow look is like not what people are into anymore. It's very much like the Charlotte Tilbury rare beauty, like glow, shiny, like dewy look. And honestly, I wouldn't even know how to do that with Kylie Cosmetics. They just like kept doing like Grinch collabs. Yeah, but that also could be Cody, you know, and whatever. Yeah. Things they need to check off their list. Yeah. So they are in competition. No, they are. You're totally right. Even though I, I don't even think it's a competition right now. Because no, like Rare no. Beauty is supreme. No, but don't count out the Kylie. No, I won't. And I'm sure, I know they're in this rebuilding phase, even though it's been taking like hella long time. Um, and I hope that she's, she's like always been on the cutting edge of like trendy makeup. So I don't know how her makeup brand doesn't reflect that at, like at all. Yeah. They, they definitely need to like step it up. Cody's like kind of fucking it up and like dropping the ball with the Kardashian brands. Like KKW Beauty was like reformulating, ne literally never came back. It didn't? No. I thought it came back recently. I don't think so. KKWbeauty.com. It's like not loading. Right. So it's like, what the fuck are they doing? They spent $2 billion on those brands and, and, and what? I don't know. So that's a conversation worth having. And I feel like actually, if I wasn't doing this for a job, I feel like I could actually like do a really good job working at Cody in like strategy for these brands. Like, What I, would your strategy be? Like, they need to get with the times. Like, it's so dated. Like, for me... For sure, but, like, how so? Specifics. Okay, so Kylie needs to, like, drop this, like, very Jeffree Star, like, um, aesthetic. It's very, like, colorful and pigmented. And I think even when, when that was the vibe, I don't think the formulas were that great. And so she really needs to, like, evolve a little bit in terms of, like, what the makeup trends are right now, which is, like more glowy, more dewy, less full coverage, more fluffy eyebrows and neutral tones. Um, and actually, KKW Beauty was doing that when they were in stock. But it was like a little, honestly, a little too before the trends. And people have said that like the KK, everyone was like guffawing over Kylie Cosmetics. But like real makeup experts know like the KKW Beauty formulas were the best, like so good. But like, Everyone was like the packaging wasn't great and everyone was like obsessed with Kylie at the time that they were like not noticing KKW Beauty. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what, honestly how the two brands are going to exist if they are. They should really Cody should should merge them.
Yeah, but like, what about people like me who who like still to have coverage on their face and don't all of a sudden like want to be looking like you know the end of a doorknob, shiny, okay. shiny. I, I feel like you have like a really big misconception of what like the the current trend is. It's definitely more natural, but it's still like hella full coverage. For real, like I know you think like rare beauty is like a dot on your face. No, and, I like, have rare. I like the rare pro- beauty products that I use, but I use them in the way that I use Kylie stuff. Like I look like highlight. Way, that's what that's what everyone does. Most people aren't like wearing no makeup. It's just like it's a lot of makeup to look like you're wearing less makeup. Mm-hmm. That's like the the trends right now. Got it. I don't take trends with my face. Okay. I don't do trends with my face. I do what looks best for your girl. A hundred percent. And I'm not alone, but I'm also not everyone. So by the way, back to my original point about the Selena fans here. I just feel like they are really toxic. No, they need a life. They need a job. They need a hobby. These people have too much time on their hands to evaluate every video, compare it to the other one. Just like get off the The internet. These are like the fans that like bullied Haley Bieber into doing an interview. Like these are the fans that jelly, like these are those people. And honestly, like Selena engaging with them and like agreeing with their, yeah, Haley's coming for me. Like really is like feeding the the farm animals, which you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, make, it makes them even more empowered to keep going. And that's what's happening now with Kylie. They really need to stop. No, and, and also honestly, like if, if Haley and Kylie ever are shading Selena intentionally, like I'm not going to believe that that's what they're doing because like it's like the boy who cried wolf. No, and it's like, let me see it. If I ever, like, I'm, uh, maybe they would. And I'll take a look and see if that's what they're doing. No, I'm just going to assume that the Jelena stands are reading into something because yeah. that's what they're always doing. Selena's been, like, kind of going rogue on social media recently. Yeah. I think it's, these comments, you know, being, like, this victim, me victim, are in line with her going rogue on social media. Yeah. Just, like, take the phone away. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Mean Girls drama. The Mean Girls stars, original stars, may not return for the new movie over disrespectful money offer. So Original Plastics, Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Amanda Seyfried, and Lacey Shabbard have all agreed to return for the new Mean Girls musical movie, but wow. talks have stalled over Paramount's disrespectful money offer. The stars of the original 2004 classic have remained friends throughout the years and were willing to return for the film, which is bringing the Broadway musical version of Mean Girls to streamer Paramount+. Plus. Quote, the production source says, Paramount Pictures doesn't want to pay the girls what they are worth. All four girls are willing to come back, but Paramount has not been respectful of what they are worth. Uh, Page Six is told that Rachel McAdams, who played Regina George, was initially offered a larger part than the other, a larger Mm. sum to play um, a part in the movie than the others, but the deal had not been signed off. And as of now, all negotiations are stalled. Tina Fey, who both wrote the movie and musical, is reprising her role as math teacher Miss Norberry. She has reportedly signed a seven-figure deal for her acting role. She's also writing and producing the movie, while the girlies were said to be offered a fraction of that. I mean, it's so interesting because I think if they want to negotiate well, they should really all be negotiating like as a team. Even though, like, why would Amanda Seyfried and Lacey Chabert get the same, like, in this current, you know, climate, get the same pay? pay? It's actually crazy when you think about, like, how that film launched, really launched Amanda Seyfried, 
Rachel McAdams. Lindsay Lohan was already a star, and then she went on after that to be like just as big of a star as everyone else. And like Lacey Chabert kind of got left behind. Like she's out here doing Hallmark. She's a queen of Hallmark. She's a queen. I'm just saying, like, she's a queen of Hallmark, and Rachel McAdams is the queen of the Oscars. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. Honestly, sure, you would think you want to be queen of the Oscars, but I think she has a nice life. I think so too. Who's happier? Who's, who's happier? Who's happier? Um, I have so many different thoughts about this. Like on the one hand, yeah, they should be as a group. They kind of do all deserve the same. Cause also the three, like Lindsay, Amanda Seyfried and Rachel McAdams are really big stars. They deserve roughly the same. And ergo, Lacey should get the same. She shouldn't get less. And they have the same role. Not one of them is like a star. I guess Lindsay Lohan but technically, but no. It's unclear if they would be their original characters. They might just be like, cameos in the background like a nod to the original film mm. which kind of makes me depressed but yeah. also seeing them as their original characters would make me depressed like I don't want to see Regina George as as like you know what I would like the superintendent like I know I think it would be cool if it's their kids but then it's still the focus is on them. And I think the Mean Girls musical is just the sto- the same story like they, we have Janice Ian again we have Katie it's oh, not, oh, oh, you're they're not right. writing oh, a new right. movie. Oh, so you're right, you're right. They're just going to like play people in the background, which is just going to make me feel old and sad for real. Like, even though it's nice that they want to be on board, I actually think like it's a little, it will be a little weird. Let me say how I could see it going that way, but I actually really trust Tina Fey. Oh, like, for sure. She doesn't put out shit. You know, she's not putting out crap. No, she doesn't do anything just for, for money. Tina Fey and um, Mr. Duval to play their original parts because like that's a no-brainer you could be a teacher forever but the girls don't really fit into the story and -hmm. I feel like trying to make them fit would be a little distracting and a little sad when there's like the new we have the new crop we have Renee Rapp is playing Regina George like oh is she in the movie Renee Rapp she's in the movie we announced the cast um a while ago we have Andre Rice who's playing Katie Heron uh Oh, Aluli uh, Cravalho, who played Moana, is playing oh, yeah. Janice Ian. And Jaquel Spivy will play Damien. I think it's so like interesting and sad mm-hmm. that Ashley Park is not in it. From She plays um, in Emily in Paris, the friend, I forget her name, the friend who sings. Yeah. She, got, she blew up because she was in Mean Girls on Broadway. She has like, an amazing singing voice. What? I have a fun fact, but continue. Wait, so... But she's not in the film. Who did she play on Broadway? Can you Google that for me? I'll, I'll Google it. You know, what, I got it. I got it. I'm already in the... What's your fun fact? My fun fact is that Aaron Samuels is going to be played by Jeremiah from The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, that's Perfect good. casting. Oh, wait. Jeremiah. The one that's the one. Oh, Conrad. Conrad. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so love that. And a lot of people were wanting him to be cast in... It ends with us. Like he's, people really love him. I think that they're really attracted to him. Yes. Um, oh, so I love that they got him for this. She played Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. And people loved her and she blew up. I know she's now in Emily in Paris, but I would love if she would return. Yeah. But I guess not. She would, well, you know what? I don't see a casting here for Gretchen. So. It's up in the air. Jerry's perhaps. still out. Also, she has an amazing singing voice and this is a musical. Yeah, so I love that Renee Rapp is still being Regina. She's like turned into one of my favorite, from strangers to lovers to enemies. Um, love that. I love her in Sex Lives of College Girls. Like how cool she gets to work on a show like with Mindy Kaling and Tina Fey. I feel like that's the dream for like an actress. Mm-hmm. Like if, if somebody said to me like, what 
if you could be in any TV show, like what would you want? Like I would want it to be a Mindy Kaling production or a Tina Fey production. Like they're always successful. They're always actually funny. And then it's like iconic. Yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So who knows what will happen with this? I don't know. I don't think... I don't think the original cast members being in it will make or break it. Honestly, no, I would like it. How much, if they're you, not, how much do you think they deserve? And also knowing it's just going to be a cameo, not, you know, a whole ass role. I don't know like what the market is. Like, I don't know what cameos get paid, but like a million dollars. So Tina Fey got seven figures to act in it. Could be a and million, could be the, nine million. She's also the writer of the original film. It's like she owns the franchise. Yeah, but I do think, like, the way that they worded this, I think she's getting paid separately for that. Because mm. she reportedly has a seven-figure deal for her acting role. Dash, mm. she's also writing and producing the movie, which is, like, separate other money. Yeah, well, she's in the whole movie. She's a main character. These girls would probably just be cameos. So if they're getting a fraction of her acting... That's simple math. They will probably work one or two days, and she'd probably work a month. But they think they deserve more of being the originals and there are the names that they are. All right, so maybe it's not going to work out. And you know what? I don't think it'll affect it in a way that, you know, another in another franchise, like a major person not returning would affect it, you know? Oh, yeah, because they won't have major roles regardless. Yeah, I don't, honestly, it would be cool to see them all get back together, but like, I don't really care. Because I, like, I want to see the musical. I actually never saw it on Broadway and I heard it was amazing. Um, So I want to see the musical just like period. And I don't think that'll change whether the four of them are in it. Yeah, but I also could be, think it could be like a no hard feelings thing. Like Rachel McAdams is like, listen, I don't get out of bed for less than a million dollars. But if you can't afford that, then okay, then we won't do it. Like it's not but a But it has deal. to be all or nothing. Agreed. Not two of them. Lacey Chabert shows up with Lindsay Lohan and then the other two don't. Like, no. Yeah. No. No. But if it's just like a little cameo, like why do they need like a huge payday? If it's just like them like crossing the street or like they go to the mall and there's just like these women like having yeah. lunch. Like, okay, I know. Do you need a million dollars for that? Like, no, like do it for the culture. Do you it know? for the culture. Totally. Okay. Our next story, some exciting news. Is it some exciting news that perchance happens to be brought to you by our new sponsor, The Black Tux? Yes. Yes, it is. Let me tell you, I'm excited. You'll find out why it is. Not to get all parental, but it's time we had the talk. You know, the one about that three-letter word that ends in X? You'll probably experience a few (laughs) times in your life. A tux. Well, when you need the tux, the best place to go and get one is the black tux. And by the way, I can attest to this because me and Ben did it because Ben, I feel like Ben has had one tux like since our wedding and it's just like, we tried to make it work. Like it doesn't fit anymore, you know? The Black Tux makes it super easy to get on-trend, top-quality, guaranteed-to-fit tuxes without ever leaving your house. So what you're saying, Turdy, is top-quality fabric? I knew you were going to say that. Yes, it's top-quality fabric. That's all you need to know. Here's how it works. You will take the Black Tux Fit Quiz. You'll pick the style you want to rock, and boom, your tux will be delivered to your door 10 days before the day that you actually need it. It's plenty of time to try it on, make sure that it wears well. And if the fit is not quite right, say hello to the Black Tux Fit Guarantee. Order a better size within a day or two of receiving the less than great fitting one, and they'll send another one right away at no extra cost. If you'd prefer an in-store experience, the Black Tux has showrooms across the country. Their expert fit stylist will help you find the perfect style tux or suit and make sure it fits just right. So me and Ben did this. We took his measurements. We 
got the fit right on the first try. We were really shook. Ben was definitely skeptical. Um, it looked great. We went for like a more classic look. Uh, I know a lot of people love to like experiment and do like crazy. And that's great. We're, well, not me. Ben wanted to do something crazy, but I'm like, no, we're getting something classic. When we go to weddings, when we go to whenever you need to tux, it's always just like black tie. So we got something really traditional. It was really beautiful. It was made really nice. And I just really cannot stress how the fit was like fitting. Rent or buy, the Black Tux is the best place to go when you need a tuxedo for a wedding or a special night. And right now, when you go to theblacktux.com slash toast and use code toast, you'll save $20 off your order. That's T-H-E-B-L-A-C-K-T-U-X dot com slash toast, code toast to save $20. Theblacktux.com slash toast. That code is toast. Thank you. You're welcome. Our next story, you know who's going to need a nice tux soon? Who? Phoenix Baron Hilton Room. Yeah. Paris Hilton is introducing the world to her baby boy and revealing the name that she's given him. On her iHeartRadio podcast, This Is Paris, the new mom revealed her baby boy's name, which is Phoenix. His name is Phoenix. And then his whole name is Phoenix Baron Hilton Maximilian Room. Um, everyone was like tagging me like, Claudia, you were right. What did I say? Um, okay, that's kind of rude because I feel like it was me who said it's going to be a city. Like, I think I thought it would be a city and I thought it was going to be like no, something. No, I actually think I said that, honestly. No, I said it because I was talking about that movie Money Heist, the show Money Heist oh, and how yeah. they're all named after cities. So then I just started, you know, Denver. Honestly, like, uh, Denver is a very warm guess. Like, yeah, same and region. And we also said it was going to be a name that was like a real name, something that's like you could actually conceive of, not just a, a bunch of letters put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoenix is like Dorit's baby boy is Phoenix. No, it's like it's not like a super common name, but it is a name. It's not like a new word that celebrity made up and is like it's a name. Detroit. Yeah, like if you're looking at baby name lists, like it would come up. Yeah. It's a name that's like a real name, also a city. Like, we hit all the points of what she was looking for. Of course, my ultimate prediction was Maximilian. Yeah. Um, maybe the next one. I guess there's no city Max. No, now it's like that's clear what she's doing. It's like a theme. And I like that it's also a P, Phoenix in Paris. Like, it's cute. I like it a lot. And it's also, it was surprisingly normal. Yeah, so this is what she said about it. She explained that she thought of the name 10 years ago, sharing the story while reading an excerpt from her upcoming memoir, Paris. So there's this is like a little, you know, um, teaser Russian nesting doll of Paris's promos. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. her podcast, she read an excerpt from her memoir about her baby's name, saying, quote, If all goes well, by the time you read this, Carter and I will have a baby boy. We plan to name him Phoenix, a name that I decided on years ago when I was searching cities, countries, and states on a map looking for something to go with Paris and London. Phoenix has a few good pop culture reference points, but more importantly, it's the bird that flames out and then rises from the ashes to fly again. I want my son to grow up knowing that disaster and triumph go around and come around throughout our lives and that this should give us great hope for the future. Gorgeous. She also Gorgeous. explained that uh, his middle name, Baron, is a tribute to her late grandfather, who was always her mentor, Baron Hilton. Love. It's a very prestigious Phoenix Baron Hilton room. It's a... Uh, it's a long, it's a royal name, it sounds. I like it, but it's also modern. It's also very Paris. And it's also very Hilton. And I guess room as well. Yeah, no, it really, it has it all. I think this is a great, I feel satiated. Satiated. I like that she gave us an explanation. Because if I had seen Phoenix, I would have just been like, oh, it's a cool name. But yes, yeah. a Phoenix rising from the ashes. Yes, Paris, tell us more. I really do. I love that, that metaphor about a Phoenix. I really... I think it's beautiful. I really do. And I think it's a very apropos in life. And 
I, I really love it. Who has that song, Phoenix? Gun rise like a phoenix. I have no idea. Let them see you rise. Hey, hey. You know it? Sounds like a train. It's Olivia Holt. I thought Sabrina There's Carpenter. There's no way so. I was going to know that. No, no. But I, I was thinking Sabrina Carpenter. It's a good song. Check it out. I think that's what uh, inspired Paris. Check it out. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yes. Giselle Bunchen has transformed for her first Vogue cover since Tom Brady divorce. Vogue Italia. Once again, American Vogue not getting the scoop for, you know, this the great American football star's wife, but okay. Right. And they could have had like a gorgeous shoot with her. Instead, she's on the cover of Vogue Italia looking edgy. Which oh. isn't my favorite. It's like the worst word to describe. Like if you ever, if I ever came into the room and be like, do you like this outfit? And you said, yeah, it's edgy. I would burn it immediately. No, like her hair is dyed red and I can be the first to say it doesn't look good because <laughs> I am a redhead. But it's like bright red. She has red, thin eyebrows. Ooh. Red lips. Edgy. And a, and a red dress. Honestly, she looks like a fashion clown. Yeah, she also doesn't look like herself, you know? No, she doesn't. Like, she's a gorgeous woman, and they And just... I get that she's a model, and you're supposed to, like, you know, be just, like, a muse in this blank canvas, but when you become a model who's also, like, a superstar, and you get known for being Giselle, not just being a model, like, you want to lean into that look. And also, the Vogue Italia of it all seems so random to me. If it had been, like, Vogue Brazil, okay, I would have loved that, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know, it just feels random. Yeah, there is one photo in the shoot where she's not being edgy fashion model doll muse, where she's being Giselle. She's wearing like a Dolce dress and her hair is her hair color. Um, and she this should have been the cover shot. But that's beautiful. It's natural. It's sun-kissed. It's Brazilian. It's also fashion. But like if this were like, Amer- like she should have been on the cover of American Vogue, like by the beach, yep. beachy waves. Yeah. Gorgeousness Giselle in my own words. Love. Giselle, life is not a game. No, that's not my favorite. No, but it's yes. like football? No, I get it. No, no, I don't think you got it. Let me think. Hold on. Let me think. Hold on. Like, Giselle, touchdown America or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I'm really, I'm, I'm tired. Just like, give me a second. Giselle. I don't know. Sound off in the comments. What should the subtitle have been? Yeah, if we had a few more minutes, we could think of something like Giselle running into the end zone. Yeah, or like something about starting fresh. Yeah. But like in a sports reference, you know? Yeah. New season or something. Turning the other cleat. Okay, that's like a little too direct, you know? Okay, okay. Um, Something about a new season, like a new season of sports, you know? Yeah. What do they say about it? They say it's a new season. You know, that's what they say. Giselle has her Monday nights back. Mm, That's actually probably like a really good point. And Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Right. Giselle getting her week back. (laughs) Instead, she's on the cover of Vogue Italia in an interview that um, is in Italian. And she's looking edgy, donning an all red Maison Valentino look complete with matching nails and fiery red hair and lips. And a string of other photos that you can check out for yourself. She also just went viral. I don't know if you saw this video of her dancing, like a, a traditional Brazilian dance in like this crop top and low waist pants. No, sickening. 
sickening. Like she, did she go viral for being sickening? Yeah. Love that for her. Yeah. And it's just kind of like the year of Giselle, I think. Yeah. But this photo just doesn't sum that up for me. Cause she looks like any model who could be on the cover. Who's just being like a model, a model, a chameleon, a chameleon. Like a blank canvas, a mannequin of sorts. Yeah, but like, is it about this Mason Valentino dress or is it about Giselle? It is supposed to be about Giselle. Because the dress is not dressing enough for me. It ain't dressing. It ain't balsamic. No, and honestly, the other pictures from the shoot are like so much more interesting. Even the edgy ones. Right, but the one they chose for the cover is not covering is what you're saying? Yeah, it's just... I like, you know, beautiful things. What can I say? You're kind of crazy like that. <laughs> um, so those are the past five. You definitely need to know all but the last, if I'm being honest. Um, no, but we had fun with it. And that's we what we fun. do here. We're not, we okay, we're, we're not like, you know, the news you need to know. Okay. After five I years. I said it. I'll admit it. <laughs> But we're having fun. We're having fun. And the show's not over because it's Dear Toaster's time. Our weekly advice segment usually happens on Wednesdays, but yesterday was kind of crazy, um, where you can write in and get advice from your girls about anything that's going on in your life. It's always anonymous. So the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. We've got three great submissions today, and I'm I'm ready to dive in. Are you? Yeah, let's do it, Turdy. Hello, Gen Z's big sister and La Turd. Over the past year, I've gotten into reading thanks to you hoes. I recently started posting my book reviews on my Instagram stories. On my latest review, I received a DM from a friend saying she thought she just bought the book and is so excited to start reading. But here's my dilemma. There's a baby girl that dies in the book and she has the same name as my friend's daughter. It's a somewhat common name, but not the usual suspects like Sarah or Emily. I know it'll definitely catch her attention. I know if I were reading a book and there was a child with my daughter's name who died, it would really affect me in a negative way. Should I tell her this beforehand or am I being too sensitive? Is it worth ruining a book she just paid money for? The death is pretty monumental to the story. I appreciate your help in advance. Sincerely, a literate girl's girl. Don't tell Ben. Oh my God, that's a really tricky one. I know. That actually happens to me sometimes where people are like, would I like this book? And I know there's something in the book that will trigger this person just based on, and I'll say no. Right, but that, um, you could say, like if it was an event that happened that's, you know, would be personal to that person's life, you could give a like a little bit of a warning, be like, I don't know if this would be right for you, just, you know, given everything that you've gone through. But this is different because that it's hasn't happened, but it's just like spooky and eerie and who wants to read that. right. I don't know. I feel it's like an, it's okay. It's a name like Sarah, she said. She said it's pretty common, but not like really common, like Rachel, Sarah, Emily. It's not like one, but it's not like a random, like, Euciferous, you know, what Air, are the odds? Yeah. Euciferous. Right. <laughs> you know? Euphigenia. Um, but you don't want to spoil the book. I know, and she bought it already. I honestly don't know what to tell you. I feel like it's okay. Yeah. It's spooky ooky, but it's not triggering, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just spooky ooky, but it's not like something that she can't handle because of something that she, like, it's not what, um, what I was thinking it was going to be, which has been like, she's been through something similar. Like, in which case I always issue a trigger warning if, if it's a book that like of someone. Of course. Uh, but I, I, I think you just. I think you just leave it. Fit this one out. Yeah, I agree. All right, next up. Hey, my girls, I adore you, and listening to the toast is the highlight of my day. 
Today, my boyfriend, who I've been dating for about six months, told me I'd gained a, quote, shitload of weight since we started dating after looking at an old photo of me. He then proceeded to tell me he didn't want to be with someone who was just getting fatter and fatter. How would you proceed? I can admit I put on a few pounds in the last six months, but anyone, if anyone knows, I know. I don't need him to berate me for one of my biggest insecurities. Sincerely, a toaster who loves her brownies. I'm just shook because it sounds like, based on like your question, how would you proceed, that this man is still alive. And, <laughs> and that's just unacceptable because he should be dead in a ditch, you know. And I would have happily been the one to help bury this, this lard, this fucking asswipe. In literally no world is this okay. You no. absolutely have to run. Especially to the run. part where, because sometimes men can be stupid. So him saying like, oh, you've gained weight. Like, okay. Sure. It wasn't It wasn't an observation. It was like a no, insult. The second half of, I don't want to be with someone who keeps gaining more and more than goodbye. Right. And to be honest, someone who's like so aware and like turned on and off by weight. Like obviously he has a mental illness. Yeah. And that's so not and that someone you want to be notice with. notice a few pounds. Like it's so not someone you want to be with long term because life is long. No. And, and like, if you want to have babies, oh your weight God. is going to fluctuate. And even if you don't want to have babies, like things happen. Like you get depressed, you lose weight, you gain weight. You, you know, things happen. I've never experienced a more clear dear toasters in my life. Six months. Goodbye. Yeah, it's not even that long-term of a relationship. Like, goodbye. You're, you'd be better off being alone than being with somebody so miserable and, quite frankly, unwell. Yeah. Goodbye. Good day, sir. I said good day, sir. <laughs> All right, last one. Hey, Jax and Claude. I'm a Gen Z toaster here. I did not, though, find you guys on TikTok. I found you guys through Kenzie Elizabeth and The Snatchler. The Snatchler. This is so interesting, and I chose it because I think it'll spawn an interesting discussion, and I want to hear what people have to say in the comments. Okay. So I'm currently a sophomore in college. I'm 20 years old, and my parents are really against credit cards. I have a job and steady income, and I'm not in a financial situation where I really need one, but I realize credit score is objectively important as you get older, which means I should prepare now. I'm in a long-term relationship with a guy who's very smart financially. He has a great credit score, and he thinks that I need to start building my credit. I see where he's coming from, and I honestly agree. I'm leaning right now towards getting one just to use strictly for gas to build my credit. The only issue is that the card will deliver to my home. They don't deliver to my address at school. And I don't feel like... Um, and I did not feel like telling my parents about the credit card. Do I have a conversation, or do I try and go home and snag it from the mail before they see it? Sincerely a toaster who is sheltered and just needs to mature financially. So I thought this was really interesting because obviously like you're an adult and getting a credit card is not crazy at all. And like either just tell your parents or go sneak it. Like you don't, oh, you're, you can fly on your own. But I thought it was really interesting, like really random, like obscure kind of specific things that you grew up like not being allowed to do that like you grew up and realized like, oh, it's totally normal. Like everyone does that, you know? Yes. Um. So having a credit card, it's not like, demonic or bad. anything no but I didn't have a credit card I had my own debit card I didn't have a credit card until like well into my 20s yeah I got my first credit card at 22 or 23 and then but I felt like I was delayed in doing that no I remember like I, even when I was living on my own and I was paying rent and I didn't have a credit card yet and I don't remember what. Oh, you know what? I got one when TPG came on the breath. So that's and what he I was told us say. about that Sapphire one. And I was like, you know what? I do need a credit card now because I'm I'm paying everything on a debit card. But for a while, honestly, I wasn't ready for a credit card because like I would like just 
run out of money at the end of the month. And I feel like if I had a credit card, like I would have spent money that I didn't have. It sounds like this toaster is pretty fiscally responsible and she has the boyfriend who's fiscally responsible, but you kind of can get carried away with a credit card and it's a lot of responsibility. And I understand why your parents might be like, you don't need one. Cause it's just like, just go. And it, you want to build credit of course, but like you're only 20, like you'll get there. I didn't have a credit card till I guess I was 24, 25. And I have a good credit now I'm 30. So I kind of see where they're coming from. I wouldn't worry so much about my credit at 20 years old. Okay. To be honest, like, you can get the credit card or not get the credit card. I think you can make an argument for both. I think getting a credit card is totally fine. As long as you're not racking up debt, you're paying your bills, you're making sure there's no interest, you're paying it in full, like, you're fine. But I did want to know, like, what obscure things, like, you as a child were, like, not forbidden, but, like, your family just didn't do. That, like, when you grew up, you realized, like, oh, that's just, like, a my family thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like in our house, we literally never, not that we were, weren't allowed, but we just like, we're not taking Tylenol. Do you yeah, know what I mean? We're an Advil ibuprofen house. And like, even now to this day, like I know it's the same thing kind of, but like. Tylenol is sus. I don't know. I have oh. questions about. Oh, and it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, right. I, I have my suspicions about Tylenol. Yeah, me too. Advil works and Tylenol doesn't but no I'm still hung up in the credit card thing because you know what I think back to it and like a couple girls that I know I'm not going to name names who are very responsible people I know who you're talking about (laughs) had and who had good solid jobs like salaried yeah like a couple people I know racked up some serious credit card debt yeah it was like a problem for them in their early 20s because you get carried away you do and like you can't you shouldn't spend money that you don't have so with why do you need a credit card unless you intend on doing that? Like, why can't you just be well, debit? Like, for, she for, is, she wants to build credit. Why? Why Maybe she wants to buy a house. She didn't say so. Like, it's just because her boyfriend's telling her to do that. And like, I feel like he's saddling you with kind of a lot. And what if he's not going to be like around? So like, you know, and things just kind of can spiral. Yeah, things can spiral. Like, I feel like it's really important to preach the importance of like financial health. And that's just, what Brian's always saying. Like, don't do not get into the points and credit game if you are not financially healthy. Like, if you are in debt, it is not for you yet. Yeah. And there was like a while where even I, w- I was working and I was like paying my own rent, but I was not ready for a credit card. Same. I would have just and been I was, out having dinners that I couldn't pay for. Yeah. And I was even I was financially healthy at the time, but I don't think I was mature enough to like really understand the responsibility of having access to debt. Yeah, I think for a while you got to live with that debit card. The money that you have is the money that you spend. There is no... In between. Yeah, racking it up. You pay it immediately. Like, I kind of see where your parents are coming from. The only thing is this girl, she didn't say, should I get a credit card? She said, should I tell my parents or not? That's what I'm saying. So I just want, I want to answer her question, but I also think it's important that we stress, like, to be careful with the credit card when you're young. Um, but I think she should tell her parents. One, she clearly cares what they think and you shouldn't ever do something that you, that you shouldn't be doing something that you feel is so wrong. So if you feel like this is what's right for you, you want to build credit, make the argument, let them know you are an adult and this is what you're doing. But Agreed. also like in the off chance that, you know, you do find yourself in a bad spot with it. Like it's better that they know that you had it, instead of in a few years being like, mom, dad, I, I need help. I didn't listen to you and I need your help. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. And also like, you're not doing anything wrong or bad. So like, there's no need to lie. Yeah, I agree. Just make your case. You feel so certain that a credit card is the next step for you, then explain it away. 
Now, I really chose this because I want people to pop in the comments and let, let me know, like, what is a thing you just didn't do in your house that, like, you had an aversion to as you grew up and then you realize, like, oh, like, no, this is normal. Like, everyone uses this thing. Like, for this girl, it was clearly credit cards. Yeah. For us, it was Tylenol. For Lola from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, it was microwaves. It was microwaves. I'm trying to think. You have any others? No, it was really Advil. Um... And it, it's that's I don't know why this is like so ingrained in my memory. Oh, also tampons. You know, like we grew up in a house where it was like, you know, not, it wasn't forbidden, but it was like, you know, tampons just like always go with a pad. And then the, the older we got, like we all just decided to use tampons. Couple, a couple of us found ourselves in some sticky situations where you needed a tampon. Right. And then eventually like we transitioned to tampons. But I think that's actually pretty common because of TSS and like a lot of like the chemicals. In. I don't think that's actually like a crazy thing that was in our house. And I think that like when you first get your period, like you should wear pads for as Agreed. long as you can. But I remember I was on a teen tour and we were doing an overnight in the desert where Oof. like, I mean, that's just hard whether you were using a pad or a tampon. But like, yeah, uh, it was time for a tampon for your girl. Yeah. I remember the first time I needed a tampon, too. Where, what was the situation? I think I was in Israel. And you know, Israeli tampons don't have... I was in Israel too. Oh, no way. Yeah, my teen tour. And we slept in the desert. Israeli tampons don't have applicators. Yeah, that's I don't just, know if that's just Israeli. I think like a lot of foreign countries... There are, they are also like... A, there are American ones that don't have applicators. Just, right, so it's just like this cellophane... There are cellophane, also American ones that do. It's a piece of cotton wrapped in cellophane. And you just got to like kind of raw dog it. Like maybe now after having had my period for 15 years, I could do use one of those and like, but to use it on your first, that's not what I use. Like my friends on the trip had tampons. So someone floated me one. Right. Right, And I gave them a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) It's like prison. Um, so that was Dear Toasters. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Again, that email is deartoasters at gmail.com. We'll be back next Wednesday with that. And we're back next week. Oh, no. It's not Friday, is it? Oh, my God. Not me, like, no. hopelessly No, and dreaming. it's a short week. Hmm. I really thought it was Friday, damn. Well, I'll see you guys tomorrow then. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts podcast. Where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, just to public radio. Everybody can all the places. We have the podcast. Best to Five Stories. We are sending a wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have a gorgeous Thursday. And we'll see you tomorrow for the best day of the week. Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. See ya then. Bye. Love ya. Bye.